good morning, Fusion City Church, and thanks so much for joining us for, for Church Online this morning. We're in week three uh, of doing things a bit differently, but man, again, what an opportunity that we have. I'm so grateful for technology to be able to, to bring church into your homes. And so thanks so much for taking the time to, to worship with us today. And uh, I, I wanted to share something with you today that I feel is really applicable to the, to the season in which we find ourselves right now. Because James, the, the brother of Jesus, uh, in, in the book that he wrote that we have in the Bible for us, he, he records for us some pretty encouraging words and, a, and even a strong challenge for those of us that call ourselves Christ followers. And so that's where I wanted to start today. So um, if you're following along there at home, we're going to be in James chapter 1. And James starts like this. He says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes in the dispersion, greetings. And here's what I find interesting, right? And if you maybe remember when we did a series in James a couple of years ago, we talked about this. But James was Jesus's brother. And then here, right in verse 1, he says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now think about this. James believed that his brother, Jesus, was in fact the Lord, was God in the flesh. Now, I don't know about you, but, but little has done more for me in believing in the resurrection of Jesus than the fact that his brother believed that he was who he said that he was. I mean, think about this. Anybody that you know, sibling or otherwise, what would they have to do to prove to you that they were God in the flesh? Right? And James, who grew up with Jesus in the same house, believed that his brother was, in fact, who he said that he was. And then he says, greetings to those who are in the dispersion. Now, I want to be really careful that I don't over-allegorize the text here and, and make us the same as the 12 tribes of the, of the Israelites that James was writing to. But he was writing to those that have been dispersed because of some persecution that they were experiencing. Now, we're not experiencing personal persecution like they were, but we are in fact dispersed, each of us in our, our own homes here. So I, I kind of find some similarities here that all of us who are at home today spread out, not in one collective meeting, but, but dispersed. And James says, hey, greetings. And then he's going to give some encouragement about finding yourself in difficult times. And this is what he says. He says in verse two, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Uh, this is interesting to me. Count it joy when you encounter trials. Like be joyous in the trial. Oh, oh, James, what kind of trials are we talking about? Various. Any kind of trial that you find yourself in, you can count it all joy. Why? And he's going to give us the why that we can count it joy when we encounter trials. And he says this, he says, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. That the trials that you, and I, that you and I find ourselves in is producing something for us. Now, I'm shooting today's video here right outside of the research campus and pretty close to, to downtown here, just over to my right. 
And I was thinking about that in, in, in regards to, to this text. And, and James says that, that the trials that you encounter, that they're producing something. And, and I remember uh, years and years ago when, when all of the information was coming out about the, 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 the meal being torn down and, and this giant research campus being built. And then years after that, the, the revitalization of downtown here in Kannapolis. And there was all kinds of opinions about what should and shouldn't be done. And there was lots of pushback on city leadership as to what they should and shouldn't do. And social media was blowing up with opinion posts about what should and shouldn't be done. But the reality is that through all of the trials, it it produced something. And now when I walk around the the, the research campus area and in the downtown area of the city of Kannapolis, it's it's beautiful to me. I enjoy it. I love it. Now, I don't know your opinions about what we have and how much it costs and whether we should or shouldn't have done it. I didn't want to take time during this video today to argue about whether or not we should or shouldn't have the research campus and should or should not have put a ballpark downtown and whether we should or should not have spent money to revitalize. I don't want to argue. If you want to argue, just email me. My address is quentin at fusioncitychurch.com. Send all of your arguments and your complaints to that address. But the reality is that through all of the trials, we have a beautiful downtown and a beautiful area around the research campus where we're shooting today. The, The trials that they endured produced something. And here James says that that our trials produces something too, that it produces a a steadfastness, a a resolve in us in regards to the trials that we encounter. And then he goes on, he says, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Then he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double minded man, unstable in all those ways. And here James is offering a really stern challenge to us. That when we ask and when we, when we seek God, when we embrace this steadfastness that's being built in us through the trials that we're enduring, we have to remember to, to trust the things that God has shared with us. Trust the things that we read in his word. Trust in, in what we've seen him do in the past, that the trials that we've endured in the past have given us a precedence for knowing that God will get us through things like that. I remember a time, it's been a bunch of years ago now, but a, but a friend of mine who was on staff at, at the church where I was working, uh, his dad had, had a really serious uh, brain condition and ended up in the hospital and even in a coma. And I went to, to see my friend and to just kind of be there with him and pray with him while his dad was in the hospital. And um, we were sitting in, in this room, me and him and another couple of guys from staff at, at the church. And, um, and it was dead quiet. And it's like everybody was searching for what to say. And, and I finally spoke up and I looked at my friend and I said, man, like you've been in the same place that I'm sitting right now looking at people in the, in the condition in which you find yourself and your family right now. You know all of the things that I'm going to say. You know everything that, that God and his word tells us about enduring in times like this. 
the thing that you have to figure out is whether or not you believe all the stuff that you've told them because you already know all of that stuff. And that's what James is saying here right now, that this is an opportunity for Christ followers everywhere, everywhere, to live out what we say we believe. Do we really trust God? Do we believe that he's in control? Do we believe that he has a plan that's better than anything that we can understand? And if that's true, then we can endure through the trial. And here's what it's going to do. Here's what it's going to do. It's going to produce for us a steadfastness, a resolve, that this is going to be another mark in the, the history of our life when we encounter trials in years to come, where we look back and say, man, God got me through that too. And it's going to be another item in the list of things that God has helped us to overcome. And then Here's what James says we should do in response to all of that information. And we should rejoice. We should count it all joy, my brothers, when enduring trials of various kinds. That's where we are right now. We have the opportunity to, to count it all joy, to rejoice in what we see and what we're experiencing because we know that it's producing something in us. So here's what I want you to do in just a few moments. We're going to sing together. Now, you've heard us tell you every week of this thing so far that it might feel a bit awkward and different to, to stand in your living room with your family and sing, but we think it's a valuable effort that you should put forth to, to worship together as a family. So in just a few minutes, the, the band is going to lead us in worship via video, and I want you right where you are, knowing that all that God has done in your past to stand with us, to sing with us, to, to count it all joy and rejoice in the midst of the trials in which we find ourselves so that we can therefore again honor God by showing him that we trust him, that we believe him, that we know that he's still in control and we will count it all joy even in the midst of our trials. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for, for this time that we have together here on a Sunday morning to worship together. To, to count our trials as joy because, God, we believe that those trials are producing something in us and for us. God, they are once again reminding us that on the other side of this, that, you, that you're still in control and that you were the one that got us through. So, Father, with all of the stress and the anxiety and the, the pressures that come with this difficult season that we find ourselves in, God, we want you to know that we love you, that we trust you, and that, Father, we will continue to rejoice because we are counting all things as joy right now because we know, God, that you are still in charge. We love you, Father. We thank you that we can have this kind of hope, that we can rejoice, that we can have joy in times of trial because we know that there's a God who created us, who loves us, who gave us his son, Jesus, that we might have hope and peace and joy in this life. We love you, Father, and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Just
We are so honored that you chose to participate in Fusion City Church online with us today. And we've just heard about uh, trials and challenges, and we just had an opportunity to sing together about how great God is and how much we can trust him. And uh, I just I just trust, and we've been praying as a staff, that this will bring joy into your life as you depend on God through no matter what happens in the life that you live. Before we leave, I want to say a special thank you to all of you who are giving online. I know for some it's a little strange not to be able to write the check or throw the money in the giving boxes on the weekend, but you're stepping up and you're giving online, and for that I say thank you. Thank you for supporting Fusion City Church. We are here to continue to support our community, to support what's going on at the YMCA. They're supporting families as well, and I want to say thank Thank you for doing that. If you're interested in giving online, you can simply visit FusionCityChurch.com or you can check out the link at the bottom of our online page, our church online page, and you'll see how to give online there as well. Some of you have even went above and beyond and you've created uh, reoccurring gifts and that is amazing as well. You can find all that information on our website. Church, I want you to know on behalf of the staff, we love you all. We're praying for all of you. If there are any needs, please let us know. But until we see each other again via video, we pray that you stay safe.